On today's episode of the Off the Weightless podcast, I sit down with Darcinio Hunter, one of our fabulous trainers here in Seattle, fun human being, lots of energy. Uh, really excited for you guys to hear his story, where he came from, his upbringing, uh, his background. So without further ado, here is Darcinio Hunter on the Off the Weightless podcast. <laughs> Hello, how you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? Doing excellent. Enjoying a, a lovely day off. Yeah, lovely ooh, day. Ooh, what's that like? <laughs> it's relaxing. You, man. yeah, you ain't never take days off. That must be nice. I know. It's probably one of my answers to one yeah. of your questions. Something <laughs> I'm doing. Uh, where are you? Are you at home? I'm at home, my rooftop. I came up to my rooftop to get, oh, a, no. get some air, get a nice view. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, to be, a, be on this episode. Yeah, man. Well, shit. Welcome, welcome to Off the Wait List. Thank you. Uh, appreciate you being here. Something, something I, that I've been doing with my guests is having them introduce themselves. Basically, you get one minute to tell your life story. Oh. And I time you. Oh, okay. so, so you got to keep it, keep it right. Keep it tight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. All right. Cool. So three, two, one, go. Good day. Good morning. My name is Darcinio Hunter and I am a fitness professional here in Seattle, Washington, going on seven plus years, six years, seven years. Um, and I love my job. I love my life. Uh, I've been an athlete since I was a kid. I was fortunate enough to play college football. And then that love of sports and movement just kind of rolled over into my profession now. Um, it's not the most lucrative profession, if that's what you're looking for when it comes, comes to professions, but it is so rewarding in other ways. It's why I'm here still. Um, and I can never take back all these experiences I've had um, in my career thus far and to many more. You uh, still got and, 15 seconds. Oh, 15 seconds. That's my life story. My life story is I'm just a... There's a fellow human just trying to adult um, and take care of business every day. And I, I'm all about good vibes only. And anyone that's listening to this, I pass it forward to you as well. Boom. One minute. Exactly. Thank Put you. a cap on it. That's dope. So what I love about that exercise is that, A, you only have a minute to tell kind of subconsciously what's important to you. You know what I mean? So just if you listen closely... Like, obviously, like, community is big for you and just building community, building rapport. Uh, you mentioned, like, it's not the most lucrative position that you could take, but it's so rewarding. That tells me a lot, even if I didn't know you, you know what I mean? It tells me, it tells me a lot about why you do the things that you do and why you continue to be here. So that's uh, super dope. Um, Thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, let's just... Start from the beginning, like we always do here on Off the Wait List. Uh, what were you like as a kid growing up? <laughs> I was way more, uh, well, if people that know me now, um, very energetic, very talkative. But I would say I was way more reserved as a kid. Mm. Um, always still very, uh, very athletic. So I was always like a kid that was picked first, kid that was doing backflips at recess <laughs> when that was cool to do. Um, where'd you, where'd you grow up? I'm from Eastern Washington, from yeah, Tri Cities. Right. So, Kennewick, Washington is where I was 
sort of peewee football and did all my sports, finished in Pasco. But uh, I was very, very res- much reserved, quieter, believe it or not. <laughs> Didn't make jokes or roast back or anything. Um, I w- yeah, I was, I, was, I was very obedient. I listened to my parents. I was, didn't want to disappoint them. Um, they said I couldn't do sports without my grade. So I was high, high achieving in my, my education. So I also can play sports, but I also liked school. Mm. So it was kind of easier for me in that sense. Um, and I was on leadership, always on as many leadership committees as I could be on. Um, and I also paid for a lot of proms and uh, different things since you're on the committee. The last I've paid for. Little trick right there. <laughs> that's, that's actually dope because even though you said you grew up kind of shy and introverted and kind of quiet, there was always this kind of leadership quality in you in doing leadership stuff, even in the community and in high school and stuff like that. And I think that has spilled over into your career now. Uh, what was, what do, do you feel like there was a transitional time? Was it in college where you're like, yo, I'm a, like, this is who I am now. Like, yeah, I'm, I got energy. I'm vibing. I'm, you know, I'm talking to people like I'm talking to random people. Like, was there a shift or was it just kind of like a slow roll? I'd say, uh, that shift happened after I was done playing college football. So it had been uh, 2010, my final season at Central Washington University, also where I graduated. Um, but it was like once I was done, you know, we have these different roles that we hold. You're a brother, you're a son. Mm-hmm. I was those things and a college football player for going on five years. My, all of my five years of college, my first four years or so. Um, and so to, it was like a breakup. I broke up with this role when I, I, I played my last football game and everything and still had, still had some years to graduate. Um, so there was no more 5 a.m. workouts that were mandatory, no more mandatory lifting sessions. So that was a giant transition for me, like what to do with all this time that other normal kids I felt like had. Mm. Um, so it took some, took some coping with that to figure out how to like, then now I had to figure out how to motivate myself once um, those reins were like, like go. Yeah. You know, I had coaches and stuff to report to. And like my first, my first quarter, to be honest, my first quarter after I've done playing college football, and that was from like, so from age five to age 22, 23, playing this sport, um, I like almost failed all my classes. Just like, this was like, it was wintertime in central Washington. It was very cold, very yeah. snowy. You're missing just, like, the structure and the, yeah, like I, you know, I took care of it and I bounced back and passed the classes and whatnot and graduated college. But uh, it was like the worst quarter I ever had in like my entire life mm. of, of education. And it was just from just being like, just not having the reins lifted up and uh, having all this free time and not having the obligations that a sports team uh, that comes with being on a sports team. That discipline and like we said, that schedule and like, yo, you got to be yeah. here at this time and here at this time and you got to do this. But it, like- it quickly, yeah, it quickly snapped back, came back to me and like I utilized those things that I had been practicing my whole life mm-hmm. to then get to class, communicate with my teachers, um, spend the time that I need to spend studying. Yeah. It's not on a field like you know, in the library. Um, so I then I took my competitiveness and I turned it I put it on my education, actually. And that's how I got 
finished my last years and got through senioritis and all that. That's dope. Because yeah. I know, I know you kind of take that mantra with you into your classes. Like, yo, this is practice, right? Like what we're doing in here is practice. Like, so my favorite you, word. yeah. So you could take this into your everyday life. Right. And so you kind of flip that for yourself. That's why I think you're so effective as a coach is because you don't just believe in what you're saying in this practice mantra. You lived it like, yo, okay, how can I focus what I've learned in team activities and team sports? And once that's stripped away, how do I incorporate that into my everyday life? You know what I mean? Thank you, man. Yeah. yeah, I also was a walk-on. I started college at the University of Idaho as an invited walk-on, mm. and I earned a full-ride scholarship two years later through, I, don't, I can't even tell you what the odds were, through a coaching change um, after being a redshirt freshman, and it's not guaranteed and or required to give anybody all this money to go to school. But through showing up and knowing, feeling like I was at the bottom of the barrel and just trying to outwork everybody else, I ended up getting a lot of my school paid for. Dope. Um, so that's like a, something I also bring into when it comes to like physical aspects of working out. Um, I know people might look at trainers because in like, they're like superhuman. We look different. We might, but we're still, we're human. We come from somewhere. Yeah. Um, some trainers are out of shape. They got into shape. Um, I was maybe like a skinnier kid that just kept working out and through a college football program, I like was able to transform my body and then keep it going. Um, but I was, you know, I go from the top of high school student to the bottom of the barrel, not only on a football team, but one of the worst teams in the country. That's where my mindset was mm-hmm. once upon a time. And I had a, I worked with it and somehow got myself to sign a scholarship. Yeah. Um, that's what I appreciate most about. Now you're chilling mental. on, now you're chilling on the rooftop in Seattle. <laughs> Still, I'm still trying to get there somewhere, but uh, yeah. I am on a rooftop. I do. I am on a rooftop, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so, rewinding just a touch, you said Eastern Washington. Uh, started at University of Idaho, finished at Central Washington. But you grew up in oh, in Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington, the Tri Cities. I was gonna say Tri City. So Tri Cities, then you went to Idaho. You know, Moscow, Idaho. Then you went to Ellensburg. Ellensburg, Washington. Okay. And then Seattle. Was, what was it like growing up black in those neighborhoods? I was the token. Like South Park, the to- like token, mm-hmm. the character. Except for like without the bullying and stuff. Uh, I never got bullied or anything. But I was like from kindergarten even into uh, like present day jobs and teams I've been on kind of been the only one that looks like me on my team mm. um grew up there was a lot of obviously white kids in my neighborhood had some Hispanic friends um but yeah I was that's all I know I'm I I'm comfortable I guess yeah just in all settings because I've always just been able to I've always been in those settings where I was the only black person there yeah because I can't like uh, I've, was, been, I've been to Eastern Washington, mainly Yakima. And uh, I mean, even in Seattle, there's not a whole lot of, a whole lot of black people. No. Uh, and no, it's, <clears throat> but then you go to someplace like Ellensburg. 
Yeah. Or all, Moscow, all Moscow, Moscow, Idaho. Yeah, I definitely wasn't picking the cities off. <laughs> <laughs> the, the demographic Com- communities yeah i so, didn't like i don't know that's, that's also i mean that play, that is a good thing to bring up you know there's hpic uh and I'm rewinding for myself like i was first generation college student i really didn't know anything about college or even like my parents had to co-sign loans each of my first two years and for me to get that scholarship meant for me to stay in school. My mom literally said, you're going to have to move back home if you don't, because we can't open and do another loan. I have a very like small, just my nuclear family. Right. So we don't have any aunts or uncles or great grandparents with this money to help out this, yeah. their grandbaby through college. That was my situation. Um, so again, so fortunate that I had sports and had that work ethic. Growing up, was uh, did you realize what a big deal that was? What? Like being the first person in your family to go to college, like? Uh, no, like, no. Yeah. Uh, my mom would always make a joke, like, at, after eight, when I turned 13, she's like, you know, when you're 18, you're going to get kicked out the house and go to college. And, like, every year on my birthday, she'd say that because it was right after her birthday. But, uh. It was a running joke. I remind her today. I was like, I remember when you saw me, you're going to kick me out. And you did. <laughs> she took but, me to school, actually. But I mean, on, honestly, that's such, a, that's such a huge deal. Like, I don't know if you know that even now talking to me, but like being the first person to go to college in your family, like you, you hear it in stories all the time, but you got to like take a step back and realize what a huge accomplishment that is because, you know, grow like growing up in an environment where no one's ever been it's hard to it's hard to kind of set that vision yeah to, to do it so was it <clears throat> was it sports related that kind of set that vision for you to go to college it was not it was a. Uh, it was just a drive to I was always a learner. I was always a good learner growing up. And so it was just the drive to then to get the next thing, which is first it was like high school diploma. And it's like get a college diploma, get a bachelor's in something. Mm. Um, what did you, what'd you, what'd that, you study? I ended up getting a bachelor's in psychology and a minor in family studies. Oh, nice. Um, but because I wasn't highly recruited for football, it wasn't like sports that got me to the school. I was already enrolled and through like enough financial aid, that's probably one of my major decisions, like who, who are I the most financial aid for, um, but I'll like without moving too far away from home. Like I honestly didn't know what could happen in college. Like what if like I bailed out or something happened financially, like, I don't want to be stuck on the other side of the country. Right. So that was like an internal thought um, and also probably limited by how far I applied. Yeah, um, from Tri Cities, but well, um, I just wanted that diploma. I want to make my parents proud. Always about you know, make my parents proud. Mm. Um, and again, I always like I always loved school. So yeah. it came with its challenge. It came with its own challenge. College does. That's um, but I still had that drive to learn. Um, and you learn so much. Like like present day, I wouldn't say that I am better than someone without a diploma, or I've earned more not than them. But my life experience and how my lens, my, I can only say my lens, if I see the world, yeah. is directly affected by the things that I went through and those, those formative years in school, which was a lot. Like most of my heaviest 
any life stuff happened around age 22 to 23, 21 yeah. to 23. Um, I could say that for sure, but I'm still here today and I wouldn't take anything back. Yeah. Dang, that's, 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 a, I mean, for me, just looking back and recapping, that's kind of a crazy childhood. You go from being the token black kid in all your, in all your communities, doing backflips on the playground. Then all of a sudden you're, you're going to Idaho to play football, studying. Then you go to central Washington to play football and studying. And then you start to transition into your mid 20s. What was, what was your first experience in fitness besides sport, like as like a group fitness and stuff like that? It was when I was uh, at the University of Idaho and I needed some elective classes. That's how I learned to play volleyball. I signed up for volleyball. I signed up for basketball. Then I signed up with uh, these girls that were my neighbors. Um, uh, they wanted to take a, just a boot camp class. I was like, I'm a football player, so of course I'm in shape. I'm about to crush this. Um, and I took the class. The teacher loved my energy. I had that energy. Yeah. Like I took fit, a fitness class and then I'd go do fit, uh, football practice. That's kind of always been my motor yeah like um, this fitness class is about to be a warm-up for my practice like let's yeah i didn't really i didn't realize that's what my motor was slash still is to this day like to go 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 um but that fitness class i i had a great connection with the teacher um so i signed up for another one the next quarter and i think if i or i signed up to be her ta and being her ta meant i had to teach at least three classes I had to do three. That was my first time ever. Like she was either there in the back just taking notes. Yeah. Like another time I was did so well at it. Like she like let me teach the class, like almost sub it. Um, I subbed That's for a different dope. teacher. So like once I figured out, like really, I was thought I was just like running them through like football practice, like conditioning thing. Yeah. I just like start here. We're doing this warm up. We're gonna do these lines. I have activities in these different areas. But it really is the formula that we come and we learn. We know yeah. today. We love. that's 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 wild so when you took your first fitness class at school i i always ask this was it one of those things where you automatically saw a vision of yourself doing that or because some people they're like oh i could do this right away and other people are like no i'm just gonna come keep doing it for like three years and then all of a sudden kind of like i guess Um, i could do this I saw it as, like, and I say this sometimes with some of my mantras, like just a fitness, just a fitness test to myself every class I took. As long as my body wasn't aching or anything from a game or practice or injury, um, I just try to crush the workout. Like I had that mentality. I probably was still in that like prove it phase of trying to earn a scholarship. So I was trying to get, they use the words bigger, faster, stronger um, for college football, for, for, for football. Bigger, faster, stronger. I was trying to get bigger, faster, stronger. This boot camp class with these exercises and conditioning moves, like I should be trying to crush it every time. That was my mentality. Um, and I also still had the, the visor on of I'm trying to be an, a, a pro football player. Mm. No matter in my stat, you know, I'm 5'8 and a beautiful 163 pounds. Yes. Um, but I like know my <laughs> body now. I know I was very delusional which also earned me that scholarship. I didn't know what my body was in comparison to an NFL player. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any NFL members that were family members. 
uh, no one came to our school. We had big guys on the, the, the team, but like in other positions. Yeah. I saw myself just trying to get to that, or else I wouldn't have even been able to get that scholarship. If I if I showed up any other visor on, I would have never worked as hard as I did um, to get that money to pay for school. Eventually, I, re- I realized you know that football is not the dream, and that I made it this far. Um, and then that's when I switched gears at Central Washington to take care of your brain, education, yeah. studying stuff. That's that's such a good lesson in there. Is sometimes the ignorance is what propels you to do things that you did. Because like if you look at it realistically, you know sometimes you can pull back and not pursue something. But if you're like, I didn't know better, like. You know, you don't know what you don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, not knowing and not caring and not thinking about, like, what's realistic or whatever, like, like you said, got you your full-ride scholarship, and that's fucking dope. It kind of leaves, I think, maybe a question you might have, you maybe were going to ask me, like, my why mm-hmm. or just why I'm in this industry. It's kind of like that topic of that vice, that blissful ignorance like we kind of lose it. We lose it as we like run through like breakups and different life traumas. And as we adult, like you just see more like toxic, dark stuff, if you know what I'm saying. Um, right. We just run into more things because we're not a kid anymore. We have to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Um, and we lose that. Like you said, you pull back on some things, even, you know, you think of your most successful person, you know, like we all have insecurities and like, we doubt ourselves that voice in our head is always there you know yeah um but one of my whys is trying to not only take care of myself and live the best life i can live um and part of that is through my job and my career but also to always continue to try to help other people like re-put that visor on for whatever it is they're they lost sight of um a lot of it you know we think people think it's just the movement and working out but I've done a lot in the last year due to COVID, a lot of more personal training, and I've been able to see a whole like people transition in one year to a completely different person. And a lot of it was just because of the talks we had during the sessions, um, just the habits we were we were practicing with each other of making time for themselves, making time for grocery shopping, making time to relax, recover, make time to go out with their friends and have drinks. Like they were just practicing living a bit a life that they weren't living. And, uh, to get after that, to be blissfully ignorant again, because yeah. it's not a year and it's over with. They also know that they have to keep on going now. Um, yeah. My roommate's one of my clients, and he said something today. He was like, I just had a thought of what if I stopped working out? I was like, that's a good thought to have. I thought about that too. I was like, you know who's in control of it? And he was like, I am. And then that was the end of the conversation. Interesting. Tricked him. Just tricked yeah. him right there. Yeah, that's a, that's a Jedi mind trick right there. <laughs> <laughs> I was also uh, watching a show, you know. So, oh, uh, what, <laughs> what, what? Uh, speaking of COVID, uh, what has the past year and a half been like? How, how, what's like the pivot been like, if anything? What's uh, how, how you've been holding up? I love this. This is good. This is good. I don't, I don't know people that might know me. They might know these little hurdles. Um, and if you don't know me, this is great to hear. Maybe. But like I had to, from what I learned from being in Seattle and being at multiple gyms, and I call it the fitness shuffle, just like hustling, working on these different places and 
next thing you know, you're at this place. Um, I also was in the restaurant industry. When COVID hit, I was furloughed from any fitness job. Um, had to instantly start to go to like online, just through Instagram live videos and getting like Venmo donations. I was applying for unemployment and because of something with my account, didn't get any of it. And no one, I never got a call back. I couldn't get through to anybody. Um, so I immediately had to just start working and doing these fitness videos. Um, and then there was a little opportunity at one of my gyms to do online stuff, do content, send them content because we weren't doing anything in person. So I was just doing workouts in my apartment, um, a restaurant that I was part-time at pre-COVID, they reached out and they had the PPP loan. I said yes to that. So sometimes, and then sometimes I was at the restaurant helping them like refurbish it and redecorate it for the first phase once upon a time um, or second phase. Yeah. And then I was also pop, like popping away and like jumping online and doing a 30 minute virtual class to Instagram live, which is just me looking at myself. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know who is doing it or following it. Uh, then back to the restaurant. So I was just, and then personal training picked up. So I literally just, I had a good, in my honest opinion, a good growth year for 2020. I was thriving, but only because I was hustling the way I already knew how. Yeah. I didn't pan I didn't panic when I, you know, I wanted that that $1,200 a week. I wanted that extra $600 that people were getting. and But also in my trajectory of where I am now, kind of just like I wasn't talking about football and how hard I was working just to get that scholarship or to be in the NFL. That was my mindset. Um, I was working to get back to normalcy for me and knowing that things were going to start or moving again. Um, I'm, it's kind of good that I didn't have just like all this extra money. I mean, I wish I did. I'm not saying that. But if I had all this extra money, like my, my hustle would have been different. Mm -hmm. I would have maybe said yes to as many personal training clients as I needed to. True. I got, I gained experience from them every session with being one-on-one -on -one with another human. You can learn so much, especially when you're just sitting there watching them. True. And not, not creepy way. <laughs> it is creepy though. <laughs> personal training, personal yeah. training is so interesting. You're just yeah, sitting there. Yeah, it like, really is. Do this, do a squat. Now, and if you pause, this may, maybe it sounds like you're thinking. Now, do a burpee. Yeah. <laughs> they like, they hate that one. Yeah, like, because I, I pivoted into one-on-ones too, which I'd never done. Like, I'd worked out with people, but as far as, like, creating a program for someone and things like that, never had done it. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know if this is going to be my thing. I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, but I you definitely have a much of a choice. Yeah, I, I oh, definitely yeah. miss group fitness. Did, did, you miss, did you miss the group setting? I did. I did just wanted the that loud music, the microphone, yeah. the lights, mm -hmm. just the people. I miss just giving people hugs or high fives, whatever yeah. it is. Um, as an extrovert, 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 just being there uh, amongst people that was hard. But at the same time, I was able to like safely like still be about and see people. Mm. Um, I wasn't. I was quarantined by myself or living by myself, so. I didn't have anyone that was susceptible in my household. I didn't mean I was out like at COVID parties and being maskless, but I was being mindful and careful all yeah. of last summer and still um, yep. with how I get around. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what, what did you want to be when you grew up? Was it always a football player? Did you always want to be a football player? Like as it a was a football player. Like my parents had the Super Bowl 
just in time for football season tonight. Yeah, it starts. There. Oh, I um, forgot the Cowboys. I got like three Buccaneers, two Buccaneers on my uh, fantasy team. So oh, there you let's go. go, Tom. Let's go, TB12. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, my parents had like Super Bowl parties when I was younger. I had a lot of good influences uh, in this bigger house I lived in. Yeah. Like we, my parents lived with a family friend, and then there'd be extra rooms. We had other like male friends that lived there. So I had like multiple like father figures growing up, and all these dudes had football parties they had super bowl party and snacks and hosted people and adult beverages that i couldn't drink for some reason <laughs> um and I, they got so excited and i think it was around the same time that my dad showed me how to play football mm. um and i was really good because i was really fast mm. like when you're a little kid and you're super fast yeah you're you're good you just run away from everybody yeah um so at an early age like loving like like figure out what winning is, loving that feeling, watching like kind of getting excited for football and like knowing what it is. Because I was then a football player mm-hmm. <laughs> at five, six years old. Uh, I was like, I want to be a football player. Mm. I didn't know the gravity of that statement and how like what that leap boy it looked like. Right. But uh, that was most of my mentality until my last snap. Yep. Yeah. Do you remember and your last? Do you remember your last snap? Yeah, it's kind of sad. I like slightly tore something in my right knee. It was on a kickoff uh, coverage play, the last play of the game, before my my senior game at Central. Damn, are maybe you serious? I, I finished one game short. Yeah, it was like a slight tear on my knee. But at, at that same time, I knew like I wasn't gonna go to like a, com- a combine. Yeah. Um, but then with that thing in my knee, I don't know what would have happened. I would have finished my season. But I still right. also knew like I had to graduate. Right. I was thinking that, but I was I knew. Just from knowing guys that maybe were like eating humble pie, like being more talented than me, getting drafted, them not making it, like it didn't, it didn't dull my love for football. I just like the re- the realization of what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to figure out: Are you a football player? Are you get the education, um, but not everyone has that. Now it's like a one percent that's up there. Um, yeah. But I was I was happy to be part of the percentage that played. Um, it's a small percentage. Yeah, that's a small percentage but, for sure. A slight, a non-contact injury is what they'd call it. Right. Got me my second to last game. That damn. But I mean, monster. I still, I know mud. There's some mud mixed in there too. Oh, like oh mud. Yeah, just like try to break down and it broke down. Dang, that's but, a you field, know that's a field problem. Yeah, we know though from injuries and being trainers that an injury happens because it was coming on. Something was coming happening. Right. Um, so better that it happened. I figured it out. True. Uh, shoot, I had a question. Oh, who's on your fantasy team? I want to know. Tom Brady. I have Kyle, Heck yeah. uh, Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I have, I have their Buccaneers running back. That's, that's not Bernard. I've got this slide over to my team. I have. Sorry, sorry for those non-fantasy football people but i just i just had to ask <laughs> i can i have more this so this is like only my second league i've ever been on i got jerry uh jerry judy I oh Chris there you Godwin, go so they're gonna go off tonight. oh there dalvin, you go dalvin cook i i don't Solid. know if i missed my first draft but they picked him up for me which is uh, great that's chris, a good chris that's carson oh there we go two solid um, backs uh clyde edwards hilaire damn really yeah, those are the starters. I got is, that, is, that a, is it a 10-team league? 
Yes. Ten teams? All right. I think so. Or, yeah. But that's football talk. Yeah. I was ready for football. I love football. I love how happy it makes people. Yeah. Um, people always ask me, do I miss playing it? And I tell them, like, sometimes, maybe just the, the, the exhilaration, the lights, yeah. but not how your body feels. Mm. Uh, and knowing just, I've never called myself old. I'm 33 years young. But just knowing how my body feels at 33, say after my tough workouts that I do for my job, uh, I, I wouldn't want to be smacking people. Yeah. You just don't get up as fast. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get yeah. up as fast. Like if you just, if you play flag football or something, you hit the ground, like you're sore. Yep. Me, me, me and my friends used to play tackle, like backyard tackle football on like an 80 yard field. It would be like eight on eight. And we would yeah. play tackle football in our mid twenties and we'd be wrecked. And like, we're going full, we're going as hard as we can, you know, being mindful, obviously, we're not trying to lay anybody out or anything, but we'd be sore for, we'd have to do it every other week. We'd play yeah. like, we'd play like six games leading up to Turkey Bowl. And, and we'd have play to play, turkey bowl game. yeah, and then we'd play every other week. We did that for like five years leading up to Turkey Bowl. And I can't imagine what it would be like as a professional football player just getting laid out by someone who's 250 pounds running a 40-yard dash at 4.5, 4.6. It's unbelievable. They're getting laid out or they're laying people out. Yeah. By the way, so a lot of contact happening. Yeah. I love, to, I love to watch it. I'm the type that doesn't yell at the screen because uh, either. Just because of my experience. I just understand, like, you guys, you guys are playing for money. They're trying to play for their family. Yeah. Um, I'll always so be. Made- I'll always be pro football. I'll always be pro players. Like yeah, pro players all day. I think it's great being in a bar and hearing someone be like, "I could have made that catch. I could make that play." And I was like, "I love yeah. it." I don't say I, anything. I never say anything. But I just like in my head. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Because I think what's funny is I think we're getting less and less of that. When we were growing up, every, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he missed that. I can't believe, yeah. you know, she blew that, whatever. I think we're getting less and less of that because people are starting to understand what these athletes are going through now, like how much pressure is on them, mm. how, like what they have to go through mentally. Like us growing up, mental health was never a conversation at all. The term mental health <laughs> did not exist uh, you know, we always just had to like rub some dirt on it and get up and like go. Like, I don't care if you're sick. I don't care if you're not feeling good. I don't care if you're sad right now. You're gonna go practice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't matter. Like you're going to practice. Like this, you know, you gotta have that mindset. So I think with this whole mental health coming into the forefront of everyone's mind. And athletes doing such a good job of bringing it to people's minds. Like, yo, this is what we're going through right now. And yeah, like you have to understand how hard it is. You can't even handle your nine to five job without going a little crazy. You can't handle an Amazon desk job without wanting to rip your hair out. Imagine millions of people hating on you, sending you mentions on Twitter, on Instagram, all this stuff saying how much you suck and you know, that, you're basically a dirt bag of a human and you still got to go out and perform. Yeah, man. Tough. It, it's, it's never made sense. And then on top of it, like, like you said, 
people who are like, oh, I could have done that. And I'm like, mm, could you though? Could you really? Um, it's just, it's just funny. I also never really get mad at like, oh, what a dumb play call. Or like, like, I mean, you think they're trying to lose? Like, like they're, yeah, right. they're playing against another team that's trying to win. It's not like they're playing against, it's not like the Harlem Globetrotters versus the Generals, you know? Very like, yeah, it's intricate once you like really know the sport and like, they're yeah. like trying, playing a chess match. Yeah, very much uh, so. But professional athletes, like the best athletes usually on the planet, yeah. some of them. Anyway, I could talk about sports forever. Uh, all right. I love that. We're going we're gonna to go through quick hitters here. Okay. There's different levels. So this is level one. Basically, one word answers. <laughs> uh, pizza or tacos for you? Tacos. Damn. Okay. No, no questions asked. What's what's your what's your favorite taco? Do you have a favorite taco spot? I don't say I have a favorite taco spot in Seattle. You know, I've had tacos, chukies. Yeah, um, I say that is good, but I mean, I just think like tacos anytime. Mm. That'd be just that's a mantra right there. <laughs> you could go Anyone Jack knows? in a Box tacos and still be good. <laughs> I probably wouldn't. I used to do that two for one. Two yeah. for one. Shout <laughs> out to the two for one. Two for ninety nine cents. They they don't hit the same as you know. Once you be cooking for yourself and that's true, have like more higher skill of the <laughs> tacos. Uh, yeah, let's stay away from those fast food ones. But <laughs> anything else above that, the Jack in the Box tacos. A, go to a truck. Go to a truck on the street, please. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> that's where you really get it. Those Jack in the Box tacos were like <laughs> melted together, <laughs> like Ooh, those. What's... Those are beautiful on the, when you had the drungies <laughs> after the bars in Ellensburg. Um, that's that was on the way to our house. Anyway, that was a complete sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> we shared a memory. Also. Yeah, dogs or cats? Both. Oh, okay. Usually, people animals. are one or the other. I don't own any. I'm an uncle to a cat. <laughs> a, you know, a cat uncle that's in San Diego. Um, Oh, there you go. I get along. I get along with animals. So. Yeah. Do you have a favorite animal? Mythical or real? Oh, that's cool. Like it's like uh, your Patronus for any Harry Potter fans. Like yeah. Your spirit animal. Spirit animal. I would always say like the peregrine falcon. Ooh. <laughs> so, so it was like so specific. Yeah. I grew up like watching a lot of Animal Planet growing. Like going back talking about when we were talking about high school and stuff. How did we do? sports school like school and then sports practice and then grades like mm. how do we have all that energy to do all that and watch tv i did all that yeah as a 90s like born in 87 but grew up in the 90s like watched all the shows all the the, the cartoons but also watched a bunch of animal planet like there's always this show called top 10 and we just count down different categories like top 10 poisonous oh yeah, yeah yeah biggest jumpers top 10 fastest um and I loved being fast as a human. I do still. And the peregrine falcon is the fastest animal in the world. There's a 200 wow. plus mile, mile per hour dive bomb. Yep, I'm getting animal factual over here. Damn, for real? Yeah, it just smacks other birds in the air. Like, you can just cut, cut, concuss them and hey, take them out. Yeah, let's it's go. pretty dangerous. The peregrine falcon. I didn't know they had it like that. Crocodiles are and tigers are right there too. Apex predators. I like those apex predators. Yeah, yo, <laughs> I would not fuck with a crocodile. That's 
<laughs> yeah, I watched this. You ever want to just get hyped up? Just watch crocodile videos on YouTube. I do. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! I, mean, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta t- be more ruthless of my week. Hey, that is my week. That is a pro tip right there. If you're trying to get hyped up, YouTube crocodile <laughs> videos, animal videos, yeah. animals. They every day they have to survive. <laughs> our, Some our, of them. Uh, that's true. That's true. So I'm like, man, I'm over here like just yeah. having a Monday. I yeah. need to go out there and make the day count. Yeah. I could just be like, oh, I'm hungry. Let me call someone and have it delivered to my door. Like, I don't got to hunt or nothing. We got to get. Um, They're at the watering hole and they can't see yeah. the crocodile. Yeah. Like, foot, it's like within a foot. They're like right under the water. Yeah. It's amazing. I was like, how did these big things? And uh, they're just dinosaurs. They're unchanged. True. Those ones are my favorite too. Um, are you a beach or a nature person? Beach. Ooh, no questions. Some, uh, re- some people be struggling with that one. Oh, I mean, beach is nature to me. That's, I that's fair. Like not yeah, the, like not mount, the, yeah, like mountains. And I'm a, yeah, my body loves the sun. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily need the water. It's nice to have it there. I don't necessarily jump in all the time. Yeah. But I also, like, my body just loves the sun beating down on it. Um, Do you got a I recently went to vacay spot? Beach. I was going to say. I was just going to say recent favorite beach yep. was when I was able to go to um, to go to Hawaii. I just, uh, I just forgot the island I was on. But uh, went to this beach called Kanapali Beach. It's like one of the oh. nicest beaches like this. I think it's Maui. West Coast. I was in Maui. I just had a brain fart right there. Yeah. So I was in Maui. Kanapali Beach was yeah. just a stretch of beach. It was yeah. like blue sky, blue water, sand, activities everywhere. Um, now, it just looks like paradise to me, yeah. and it felt like paradise. Kind of like my, yeah, my vision of just people being happy and outside. A beach is what I picture like that, Love and it. a resort behind us with yeah. more water and activities. Um, what's your favorite treat meal? We're on to level two now. What's your favorite treat meal? Tacos. <laughs> Wait, you say treat or cheat? I I like to say it's a treat meal, like a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, but, nah, I do but same chips, thing. chips or ice cream. I know a lot of people can agree with me. I love right. chips. I'll go chips because I eat more chips than ice get, cream. All know? right, we need top three chips, top three ice cream flavors. Oh man, this is well. Okay, so I usually like just Tim's like original potato chips. Okay, I don't know. It's just the salt. The I Tim, didn't need it because Tim's is really solid. Yeah, just the potato chips, then the purple, uh, the Maui bag, purple bag. Of, yes, the sweet onion, the sweet onion, the sweet onion bag. Yeah. yeah, that's number two. There's just three in any order, and then uh, yep. That's why I, it's too much pressure to pick one. That's why I was just do, just do top three, no particular order. Man, what's the third one? Um, I forget because I usually just buy those. Two. Yeah. Just maybe another potato chip. Like I usually grab. Like, do you like the kettle? The kettle ones. I do like the kettle ones. Yeah, probably jalapeno. Let's say that. Ooh, okay. That'd be the All third right. one I'd buy. All right. What about ice cream? We need we need either brand, like your favorite ice cream shops, or your favorite flavors, or mix. Okay. So my favorite flavors, and I'll shout out a place. There, I'll probably do. Always love for cookies and cream. Um. Cookie dough classic and then 
maybe any type of vanilla, like salted caramel vanilla, something Ooh. like that. Vanilla, um, but with a little twist in there. Yeah, I always just like those little, people like to find chunks of stuff in the yeah. ice cream. Yeah, always fun. Yeah. So like the, yeah, if you ever have a girlfriend, for sure, she's going to help you find the, the cookie dough, in my <laughs> experience. They know, they know exactly when to grab your spoon. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> what's oh, that? What's I, that? Yeah, I know where the chunks are. <laughs> <laughs> or you need to save them the chunks. So if you're eating out the pint that you share, you need to just eat ice cream. You know? Yeah. They're watching them. They always watch. Uh, speaking of that, because that is a hidden talent, do you have any hidden talents that not a lot of people know about? <laughs> I watched like America's like I watched America's Got Talent and I was like, wow, these people are really doing their thing. I was like, what would I do up there? I don't think I have any hidden talents. Uh, I th- I think I'm funny. There you go. Although there's a hidden talent, like there are comedians that go up there. So yeah, I'm actually gonna sign up for improv classes. My roommate oh, and I have cool. some coming up. Yeah, as a actor yourself. Yeah. Um, signed up for uh through the un- the unexpected productions school that's in Georgetown. Dope. good for you um, for level 100 you got to go to the levels to get yep. on stage or something but i need a an outlet for it yeah um so it's gonna be through that i think i think you're gonna love it i think it'll be great um, um, i'm always just just yeah always just that's my talent just be i like to act i don't i don't get embarrassed or yeah um or shy in front of people and then yep. for some people that's just really empowering to see that yeah um well them allows them to be out their shell Probably one of the skill sets of being an efficient trainer, just letting sure. pe- letting people know that you're genuine and your guard is down, and let them put their guard down. Yep. Um, do you have a current podcast or show obsession that you're binging or anything? Is there a show? Uh, I was watching a show with a, with a friend called Married at First Sight. Mm. <laughs> I've seen that. What 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 is that one on? Is that on Netflix? Maybe Netflix. Maybe Netflix or Prime. I, I can't. I can't remember which one that's on. We are order, I've, we are I've seen it. Them. Yeah. So because I, I always just find different shows, and I might since I have such a weird, you know, we have those trainer schedules. Yeah. There might be a day that we could just binge a whole season. True. Especially if they make if they make the episodes short enough, you can. Yep. Do was it season. Was it any good? Yeah, I like plan to watch it again hey there you go <laughs> as you as you feeling uh you know just being a single guy has you feeling those feelings of love but also seeing what some people like want to go through just to find it True. and then also knowing as someone who's never asked anyone to marry them but i've gone through the path of like courting somebody and dating them um, to see those problems arise, like in these in these TV episodes, it's very entertaining. True, you're like, oh, I've very been there. interesting. I've been there. <laughs> and the fact that they're married and men dealing with the stuff is even the most the craziest part of it all. Oh, that's um, the twist, huh? Yeah, they meet, they see each other for the first time at the altar. Ooh. These professionals match them based off profiles and Ooh. questions and stuff. Ooh, I don't yeah. know. Exactly. That's scary. Right. That's scary. We're gonna have to get comments going here. <laughs> if, they, if people have seen Love oh. at First Sight, um, but I okay. watched a lot of stuff. So that's one thing. Moving on to level three, we're getting into the nitty gritty here. What advice would you give your younger self? To travel more. Mm. Mm. As I've been able to travel more in the last couple of years, and 
and my trip to Maui was this year, and it was yeah. it was six it was a week there. It was sixteen day vacation from any type of work. Um, Good for you. I just you're able to unplug, you're able to just be yourself, let your hair down. Um, you're able to disconnect. You're able to see places that you don't normally get to take in. That don't uh, pictures and seeing them on TV doesn't give them justice. Do them justice. Absolutely. Um, and I always jealous of other people like traveling when I was younger, but looking back on it, it was just, uh, it's all about priorities. And, you know, if you're not spending money here, if you're actually making a plan to save and put it on the calendar, that's probably one big thing that I know has helped me put something on the calendar and be like, I want to go here this time. Yep. And then boom, you have a goal um, to get there and do it. Yeah. I didn't do that with traveling when I was younger and I'm, but I'm fortunate to still be to be vibrant and active and spry enough to do it now to, in my to enjoy still it. young life. Yeah, yeah, I can enjoy it. I know more about myself and the world. Um, and you, there's still you, time. Did you work out when you went to Hawaii? Did you do any workouts over there? Like any fitness? Dang, so no. you just took it all off. Yeah, my friend. For you. I mean, I did. I did a little morning stretch routine with like yeah, yeah, two yeah. of my my homies that we were up early in the morning so that was the extent of it uh that's dope yeah congrats man i i hope you travel more i i need to travel more too Thank i think that i took that australia trip and like you said remember that it was uh to your point the the pictures and the tv and the magazines like when you see it in real life it's it's a different type of experience because it's it's like a it's like a unicorn. It's like you don't know it actually exists until you see it with your own eyes. And so that's that's dope that you got. I have a revelation, you know. I've had revelations when I was yeah in Hawaii a different time when I was younger mm. about my life. And then this last time I had, you know, just looking out in the sun and the skyline, just like thinking about life. Yep. Um, uh, what are some short and long-term goals that you have? My short-term goal um, is from myself to any other fitness professionals and athletes, clients, athletes. I've been really trying to get, go down that recovery route. Mm. That that uh, you see me down there when I go by Studio Three and do my yep. cryo. But shout, um, out, shout out Celsius. Shout out Celsius. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my my job is as a fitness professional right now is to be filming classes, be a virtual trainer for a company called Jack's Jocks. Shout out Jack's Jocks. Shout out Jack's uh, Jocks. <laughs> but uh, my, I'm, I'm like back to that football player mentality, training mode, um, being an athlete mode. I've always kind of had that mentality. Yeah. But now my body is making my paychecks, not just my, my voice. Mm. Um, so slowing down and recovering more. Yeah. Getting my water in, doing those things that we know and we preach to people and it's very yeah. easy as, as for a trainer to miss it. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, I, I thought I brought mine up here. I left it. You're welcome. Hydration break for anyone who's watched, listening. Yep, hydration break. Um, what about long term? I think about that lately. Um, I, had, I have gotten a certificate through IIN, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And as I think about taking care of my body with my short-term and long-term goals, I think about what's going to happen when I'm not going to want to be using my body to the extent that I'm doing. Mm. Um, so the certificate I got, you can keep it just to be 
uh, educated yourself more about health coaching other people. Um, you can, or excuse me, you can keep it to yourself when it comes to like your own habits and eating and yeah. this, that, and the other. Or you can become a health coach and set, like, start your business with it. Yep. So that's something I like. I play with when do I want to do that? Um, right now, I don't think that's what I want to do with my time and energy. I have a lot of energy. So getting out there and. But that's always there. Maybe, yes, that's always there. Um, also, this thinking about, you know, if I want to uh, you know, settle down and have a family and whatnot. Um, I've been on the dating scene and it's going well. Uh, but those are things you kind of there you think go. about. Yeah. Um, and when you get, when you hang out with somebody who's on that path too, they ask you those questions and they think about it. True. Um, and so that's something that I've been thinking about lately. Like, what do I want in my own personal five, 10 years True. when it comes to not career related, my personal life? Can you see yourself? That's with, a dope answer. Can you see yourself with a family? Do you want a family? I can. Yeah. I want it. It's like, it's a weird question of wanting it. It's like, yeah, I want it, but like not right now. Mm -hmm. but yeah. Yep. It's like I'm still content, like walking around and not having a baby. Um, I feel you. That I'm looking out for. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you know. I got my I got I got my dog, so that's yeah. like you know some good training wheels right there. Yeah. Uh, I do consider myself getting uh, as I get older, just trying to learn from my own experiences and life yeah. lessons and maturing. I don't think anyone's perfect and. There's no ideal man or woman or couple. So it's just about me. I was just trying to sharpen my own tools, man, and be the best version of myself for the right person for, my, for me. True. That's dope. And then working on it. Communication. Yeah, always key. What What's one thing you would change in the fitness industry? I just think the, I guess when it comes to benefits, when it comes to getting, receiving benefits, um, taking care of trainers in that sense. Mm. I said earlier, it was a very rewarding job, but it's like a job with, with no safety net underneath yeah. it. Yeah, yep. Yeah, we're trying to, it's kind of oxymoron, it's so weird. It's like, we're trying to be the safest and make people better and the healthiest, um, but we're not always in the best situation but it's a, yeah, to do it's it. up to us to take care of ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, because if so we don't, the, if you don't teach a class, you don't get paid. So it's like, wait, like, yeah. So and it plays into so much. It plays into, again, I'll I won't blame it on anything else, but my own habits, like anything I've done or not done in the past. Mm -hmm. But like traveling, like yeah, if I if I don't work classes, I don't I can't. If I don't work class, I don't make money. Right. To be gone on vacation is to be give up give up money. There's no like something to pull from. Yep. Um, as you know. But yeah, I was changed like how they're changed. I'm no longer, I'm not teaching group fitness anywhere. Um, and I think the, the lane that I'm in is a lane that I wanted to, I told myself I wanted to be in my first move to Seattle. Mm. Um, and it's still, which is virtual, it's like working on camera and doing fitness. I didn't know how to do both in one and that here I am working for a company doing it. There you but go. Still, that safety net is still not there. Hopefully, um, when things, when product gets moving, and um, because of COVID, a lot of things are just bought, backed up on embargo ships, cargo ships, embargo ships uh, <laughs> in China, just on har in harbors. They're like backed up. So yeah, 
people aren't like buying products, the company can't make more money. I can't still get to that next level with yeah. this company. Um, and other people I'm sure can show this can relate to that. Uh, For sure. Uh, finally, who would you like to see on the off the wait list podcast? And you have to help me get them on. <laughs> uh, I always think about that. I'm wearing a shirt from one of my gyms right now. It's a logo for a gym called Rival. Rival Shout, out Rival. Yep. Shout out Rival. Shout out Rival. And they're a place that I've always just uh, been on a sub list. I worked there in 2017 and was been on and off on the sub list. Even last summer, I was doing online stuff for them. But their owner, Jim, there's um, a partner yeah. named Jim who owns a gym. They all own that. Jim <laughs> and Jim own a gym. Jim Mahan. Um, he's a wonderful, wonderful man. He is. Mahan, he said? Buff. Yeah, M A H O N. Sorry, Jim. I think yeah. that uh, he's, he's been in the fitness game longer than I. Um, he's still trying to keep his gym afloat in COVID and he tackles that stress of being an entrepreneur um, while still like taking care of himself and his body. Um, and I think that he would be very informative and a great, and so he's a, just a cheerful guy, cheerful, cheerful Ooh. guest. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. You're gonna to, he'll be very insightful. Yeah. Yes. You're going to, you're going to have to hook me up with him. That's I would love to do that. Yeah. 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 Uh, finally, I always do this with my guests to close out. Let the people know where they can find you, all your social channels, basically promotion, but it's not self-promotion because I'm forcing you to do it. Take it away. So currently, uh, you can find me as a, a coach at Jax Jocks, J-A-X-J-O-X. It is a online, it is a connected fitness company. They sell smart dumbbells, smart kettlebells, this whole interactive studio um, through their app and through the through their app, you can work out with me through there. Say if you invest in the products, if you have your own products. Um, but I think for those people that like to work out at home and so weary from what COVID has kind of turned the landscape into, it's a great path and avenue for people. Um, and I'm loving my job. I go work, work on camera. And so Jack Shocks is there on Instagram at Darcinio Hunter. You can follow me. I'd love to follow you back. Um, and I just, as I've tried to play with that social media, I want to say I'm the best at being on social media. Um, I'm much better in person, uh, but I'm trying to be more active and show more of my sides on there, putting my mantras, my motivations, um, funny things that I think about. I think most things in the world are funny. That's my lens is always just laughing. Um, so you can find me on there to motivate you and or to reach out to me about personal training, um, health coaching, anything you might have questions about. If you just need motivation in a a cheerful person to follow. I think that's me. True that. Hey, if you're trying to get inspired, motivated to move, go check out Darcinio's page. Uh, go work out with him at Jack's Jocks. Uh, an amazing instructor. I've taken a couple of his classes. Uh, we worked together for a split second at uh, Orange Theory. Um, Remember that. But uh, yeah, definitely go check him out. My man, Dar, thank you so much for doing this. Come by, get a smoothie soon. Say what up. Moses, Moses is the man. I appreciate uh, being a guest yeah, on man. the show. Um, I have always had love for you. Anytime I run into you in the city, any posts I see you make, or people posting about you, 
Um, you're a uh, you're a gem in our in our community. Man. I appreciate so you, brother. I appreciate you, man. Hey, this was fun. Let's let's do it again. Let's do a let's do a year from now, and okay. do like a do a do a catch up. I love that. All right, brother. That, all right, man. Have a beautiful day. Yep. Thank you again so much. You too. Thanks for doing this again. All right. Peace, Peace out, y'all.